What's up, guys? It's Arif. And this is Arsh. And welcome to the Two Brothers and Their Sports podcast. We have another great episode lined up for you guys, but before we get into that, check out our giveaway here. Would you guys like to win a free autographed sports jersey? Don't skip. This is not a scam. If you really want to, just make sure to stay till the end of this ad for directions to enter. Hi, I'm Arif. And I'm Arsh. And we're the co-hosts of the Two Brothers and Their Sports podcast. This month marks the two-year anniversary for our podcast, and it's because of listeners like you guys that we've been able to publish over 120 episodes and receive over 25,000 downloads in total. To show our support for you guys and thanks that we can't even say in words, we're going to give one lucky listener a free, autographed, authentic, signed Tyler Hero jersey. Here it is. So, to enter, you only have to do two simple things. And those two things are, number one, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Two Brothers and Their Sports. And number two, join our live stream on YouTube on May 12th, 2022 at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, where we will pick the winner. Make sure to mark your calendars and good luck, everyone. For today's episode, we're first going to be talking about the UEFA Champions League final between Liverpool and Real Madrid. Then we're going to be talking about the NBA playoffs and the conference semifinal round. Liverpool and Real Madrid both. Uh, Benzema, I think right now, one of the best. You think he's, I think he's the best player in the world You think right he's now. the best player in the world right now. I disagree. I think that he is one of the best players in the world because he's just... Well, a, who would you put in front of him right now? Right now? Right now. Probably, if I'm being honest, Erling Holland. Right Holland, now, I would put Holland. I'd put in front of him. Holland hasn't played close to the level of Benzema in the past few weeks. Especially Benzema has been playing at a high level in the UEFA Champions League. And I would also put Cristiano Ronaldo because his uh, child had passed away. He was not able to uh, play in the past couple of matches. But I think that he still right now is also better than um, than Benzema. But Benzema, no doubt, is very very good right now. So, um, I have, I have, uh, I have Benzema scoring a couple goals. I have the, uh, Real Madrid playing well. And I actually have, in my opinion, I think that Real Madrid's going to end up winning this match. I think they just have the better players than Liverpool. I think Benzema is going to play like the, in, on the hot streak that he has been the past couple games. I think he, the past couple matches, he is going to be amazing. For this team, and they're really going to need it because Liverpool is going to try and match their score, and it's going to be a pretty tight game. And they had an amazing comeback to get into this. It's going to be really hard to see them just letting it go away, which I don't think will happen. So I like you mentioned Kareem Benzema, which was my main point. Kareem Benzema. It was obviously Manchester uh, City was up. Uh, like about, I think, two goals. They were up two goals with a few minutes left, and Pep Guardia was so close to making it to his second UEFA Champions League but final. But then we saw Benzema went absolutely insane, and then uh, someone they subbed in scored a goal. Then in over 93rd minute, Benzema gets fouled, shoots a penalty, and nails it. And that's why I think he's the most clutch player in the world right now. He's the best player in the world. Obviously, he was over overshadowed by Ronaldo when Ronaldo was there, and it was it was... I think the trio there was Ronaldo, Marcelo, and Sergio Ramos a little bit, but also Marcelo. So I think that 
and Benzema. So I think that th- this team right now is actually better than they were before, especially because Ronaldo left. And, well, not that they were before, but their chemistry just seems so much better right now. And Benzema being the head of this team, I get it. He's not the fastest, but he is so- pretty strong, and he's very athletic. Very, He has lots of finesse. And I think that's going to go well from uh, Real Madrid. But and I don't. But I don't think. Well, I first let's talk about Manchester City. I can't believe they choked this lead. They were up two goal. I mean, sorry, they were up one goal, and then they ended up losing minutes away from the final. So and obviously Jesus was on a tear up until then. He had been one. He'd had one of the hottest streaks I've seen in the past year. Um, and then De Bruyne obviously played incredible, and their whole front front seven played in played insane and helped them get to that point. But again, Real Madrid's defense and offense put together is crazy. With that said though, I think Liverpool is going to come I think they're gonna they have four player four outstanding players last year. Uh Salah and including Salah, Trent Alexander Arnold. But I think that Liverpool is going to be able to lock down on defense. Their offense with Mo Salah leading it is not bad at all. And I think I understand Benzema is very good. But I don't think that, I think Liverpool has more assets, can play in different ways, can adapt and change based on the game, how the game's going. And they have better chemistry than Real Madrid. I understand I hyped up Real Madrid, but Liverpool is just on that next tier. But how can you stop the relentless attack from Benzema and that that relentless... Name one one other player that's played at an incredible level besides Benzema, Like, like that level. Okay, there, like you team. said, on like you team. said, though, there's really no one in the world in the past couple of games. I, I know, I understand. I think that Benzema is the best player in the world. But think about it: when Messi was the best player in the world, he could still be like neutralized, not stopped, but he could be neutralized. And I think that can happen here. I understand it's going to be very difficult. You're probably going to have to put a center back and a left back, or a center back and a right back on him the whole game, or probably just keep it. You're going to have to keep tabs on him the whole game, no matter what. But I think I think that with enough pressure, he can be um, he can be neutralized. And I I think Mo Salah is going to have a day. I think that he, obviously up top he's going to play great. And their defense, Liverpool's defense, the, the saying is defense wins championships. And I think defense is going to play out here. Does that apply in soccer though? I it mean, does. Yes. Usually, I think it applies for every sport. It applies scoring. for every sport. It applies for every sport. So I think. Plus, think about it. Eventually, if you're chipping away, chipping away, chipping away at the defense, at the other team's defense, eventually you're going to get through. If your defense is steady, you're not going to get through. The other team's not going to get through. So yes, defense does win championships, especially with Trent Alexander-Arnold, the best uh, right back in the whole world, playing on your team. So that's the reason I think Liverpool's going to win. But I think it's going to be a really close game. I think it'll be 2-1, maybe 3-2. I think it's going to be a one-goal difference with Benzema being a deciding factor. But I don't. I think that Liverpool's defense is going to play great here. So let's start with uh, the Bucks series. The Bucks are playing your team. They're playing the Celtics. The Celtics. Yeah, and I think that this, it, it's right now, it's 1-1. One one. Game 3 is tonight. I think that the Bucks are going to end up winning this. Oh, come on. Yeah, I think that the Bucks are going to win this because I feel like they just are the better team in this situation. Giannis Antetokounmpo is just a lot better than all of the other guys. 
He's he's better than Tatum, and he's better than Jalen Brown, who I think is the best Celtic. Is Drew Holiday, because Chris Rollington hasn't been playing, but is Drew Holiday better than any of the Celtics? No, he's yes, not. He's no, better than, than Marcus any... Smart. And Marcus Smart's going to be... Who Mar- makes a bigger impact, Drew Holiday or Marcus Smart? Drew Holiday is a great defender as well. Marcus Smart is better, yes. Exactly. But Drew Holiday is also better on the off- offensive but side. But did you see last series, the Celtics? I mean, Marcus Smart was clear, clearly dragging his way to the basket, using his left and right hand. He was playing in the paint below the rim. But Drew but Holiday... He, and he had the defensive skills. Drew Holiday will be guarding him now, and they don't really have any good guys... They with they didn't really have any good defenders on Drew Holiday, but now with Drew Holiday, I'm talking about I'm talking about. Marcus I mean, yeah, Smart. sorry, sorry. Marcus Smart didn't really have any good defenders, but now Drew Holiday will be guarding him. He's not going to be able to score very easily, and it's going to be the opposite way around. I I know that Marcus Smart is a good defender, but Drew Holiday is also very good. So anyway, the point is, I think that I I think that Drew Holiday and Giannis Antetokounmpo are going to outpower these uh, Celtics, and right now it's one and one. I think. The um the Celtics will steal one more, but the Bucks will win in six. Okay, I'm gonna go the opposite way. I'm gonna say the Celtics in six. Jason Tatum, obviously, I think has made his case clearly to be a top seven player in the NBA. Um, and he he and Jalen Brown. When Jason Tatum has an off night, Jalen Brown is there. Jalen Brown's the supporting factor there, and he also can be a key player, not just a role player, but a star there. So, but Jason Tatum is the bigger storyline. He's played great defense on Kevin Durant, and now he's playing, now he's sort of guarding Giannis, but his offense is the bigger story. The reason why the Celtics lost game one is because their offense wasn't there. Jalen Brown wasn't 100%, Marcus Smart wasn't there. Game three, which is today, Marcus Smart's going to play. Jalen Brown should be better because he, they've had a couple days off from the last game. And Jalen Brown has a hamstring, and so does Marcus Smart. I mean, Marcus Smart has a thigh contusion. But I think that the Celtics, getting both of them back to close to 100% or better than they were in game two is going to be a key thing. And then that lets Jason Tatum work on the outside and in the paint too. So I'm going to have to go with the Celtics in six. I understand game one. Um, game two, the Celtics won because they were better. They had all those people back. Game one, they didn't. So that's why they lost. And they only scored 80 points. But think about it. The fact that they only scored 80-some points, but they held the Bucks to 101, that's a key, that's a victory for them. Even though they lost, that shows that they can hold the Bucks to below that. They, I mean, in game two, they held the Bucks to below 100 points too. So their defense is clearly a factor. It's just if their offense is consistent, and because Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown haven't been 100%, that's the only reason they lost. So I'm going to say Celtics in six. So for our next series, we have the Heat versus Sixers, and it's 2-1 to the Heat. And Joel Embiid, in his first game back, he was very good, and they ended up winning that game. And a lot of people, That was yesterday me, night, by the way. Well, yeah. So a lot of people, including me, say that that success came from Joel Embiid, and I think that he's back now for the rest of the okay, series. Okay, you think that success came from Joel Embiid when Danny Green had, like, seven threes, when Matisse Thibel played incredible defense, when Tyrese Maxey, in the clutch, hit three or four threes, and the Heat only scored 79 points. You but say that's Joel Embiid? Are, first of all, all of that can come back. To Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid takes so much attention that everyone... 79 points. Hold on, Arv. 
he takes so much attention that everyone else is just always they like it's really hard for them to get to it's really hard for them to not have open shots because all the attention is on Joel Embiid he's their biggest playmaker and their best scorer number two you look at on defense he's a great rim protector he played great defense yesterday as well that also contributes to them getting less points but that they have to force up bad shots away from the paint away from the, him the rim protector they are forcing up, like I just said, they're forcing up those bad shots because they don't want to get in the paint because they know that he's waiting there. And number two, Danny Green and a lot of those guys are getting so much less attention now that he's back is what I'm really trying to say. Okay, again, that doesn't equate to 79 points. Jimmy Butler only had, well, he had like in the mid-30s points, but that's it. He had 14 in the first half, I think. Or no, he had 10 in the first half. And so... When, when you have all those guys off, I mean, he was pretty much the only person that actually, he had almost half of their points. Think about that, Arsh. That means that it's an off game for the Heat. That does not mean Joel Embiid is the reason. Tyler Hero only had two or three threes. It wasn't really a factor. Bam Adebayo, again, he's, he works well with Tyler Hero. Both of them had off nights. Victor Oladipo didn't play well. PJ Tucker was getting in the mind of the 76ers, but the 76ers still won. So it doesn't matter. It's Joel Embiid can, you cannot equate everything to Joel Embiid. That's just not how it works. I get, I, you can, I, you can make the case that Danny Green made seven threes because Joel Embiid. I mean, that's fine. You can make the case that Tyrese Maxey was on his game because Joel Embiid, but you cannot make the case that the Heat scoring 79 points is because of Joel Embiid. That's just because he had an, had an off night. And Joel Embiid is not the best defender. He's not going to make that big difference on the defensive side. So again, that you cannot equate all that to Joel Embiid. But let's talk about James Harden for a moment. I mean, he literally just fell off a cliff. He had, he, I think he averaged 26 points per game last, last uh, year. And this year, he's done pretty much nothing in Philadelphia. So how do you think that's going to play out? Yeah, I think... Um, honestly, I think that he's washed now. He's not the guy that he was, and I think that it's his, he's never going to be the guy he was on my team at the Rockets. He's never going to be that guy again. He quit his way out of OKC. Well, kind of. Not, sort of. Not really. He quit no. out, he quit his, definitely quit his way out of Houston. Yes. And definitely quit his way out of the Nets. Yeah. And he just hasn't been the same since. He's been very, very bad. It seems like he's, he's just lost after the three point rule and where you can throw yourself into your defender to get the foul call. After that rule, it seems that he's not getting any, he's barely getting to the free throw line. He doesn't have the extra burst that he had that let defenders stay back because they knew that he'd get to the lane and that let him take his step backs. He just has not been the same and I don't think that he ever will be the as good as he was in Houston where he was dropping, where he had, where he was chasing after the record of consistent 30 point games. Remember that? Yeah, and he averaged in that second, in that MVP, or not MVP season, but when he played really well, he had 36 points per game in one season point points per game he averaged 36 i remember when he was dropping was consistently 40s every single game and he's not that anymore the reason that i james harden will not be the same anymore he's out of shape he we saw that when he got traded to to the nets he sort of downplayed that by wearing the bodysuit in the in his first few games i mean in like the warm-ups after the first few days after he got traded but let's be real. He is not, he's not fit. He doesn't put in the work in the offseason to stay fit. And when you're aging, 
again, Shannon Sharp said this best. When you're aging, you have to keep your body in shape so you don't fall off a cliff. Like, for example, LeBron James. LeBron James spends so much on his health every single year, eats super healthy. And James Harden is, I don't know if he's the exact opposite, but it's clear that he doesn't do that. In Houston, the only reason that no one, that no one cared was because he was good. He could hit those threes. He was, again, he was chasing after that record. He had 36 points per game and 31 points per game in two seasons. So I think that's the reason that no one cared. Now when you see he's not the main person, they gave up, the 76ers gave up so much to help him. And he only had, I mean, this series, they had to get him worked in with Joel Embiid out. It's not like James Harden just took over. Tyrese Maxey took over. Tyrese Maxey had 34 points in one game. Now moving on to the next series, which is Golden State versus Memphis. And you talked about this a little bit, but I think Golden State... You love Memphis, but I think that Golden State's going to win. I think Golden State, um, there, I, Andrew Wiggins and Jordan Poole, the uprising of Jordan Poole has been incredible. The absence of Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, and Steph Curry, I mean, in the regular season, they only played 11 minutes together. So that definitely helped Jordan Poole's case. And now, when it's time, he, he's got the reps, he's worked with the offense, and now it's really shining. He had 20 points, 30 points, on 30 points, then 20 points. He's a consistent 20 point per game player. He should have, he, I mean, he almost won most improved player, but John Morant was just on another level. And speaking of John Morant, John Morant, he's, the Golden State defense has not been able to contain him. And last game we saw, I think the only reason that the Golden State lost that last game, game two, was because they let themselves get down so early. They were down 8-0, and then we saw the horrific foul on Gary Payton, which I don't think, the only reason I think Dylan Brooks got suspended for game three is because uh, Gary Payton got hurt. If Gary Payton didn't get hurt, he wouldn't have got suspended. And that wasn't even, I mean, let's be honest, Draymond Green's foul was more egregious than that. So, I think that, I think that's gonna be a big factor. He's the one that guards Steph Curry. So I think Steph, it's guaranteed win for Golden State for game three. I think it's gonna be, but I do think Memphis will take another game. So I'm gonna say Golden State in six. Yeah, okay. So I think that I love the Grizzlies. I think they've been a great team all year. I love John Morant as well. He's just been leading a team that was and had the number two pick coming into the, his draft and suddenly has just become one of the best teams in the NBA. So I think he's great. And I think that, um, that John Morant will lead his team to steal one more victory, but that will exactly. be it. That's I think I they're not too, yeah. exactly good enough yet to beat this great Golden State team. I think they will be, they, I think they have a chance to be a dynasty in a couple of years. Dynasty, don't go that far. Do not I, go that far. I think that they have a chance to become a dynasty in the next couple of years, but at least right now. Let's define what dynasty looks like first. Dynasty means Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, and Steph Curry all in their prime, all on the same team. No, That's dynasty. What dynasty means, means a great runs for like a, almost a decade, great runs and winning finals a couple of times, which is what I think that this team has a chance to do. They have a chance to create a dynasty with John Morant in this team, and I also think that. I think that the Warriors are a great team. All-Star break, he's literally told me that he, we were talking about how Andrew Wiggins made it to the All-Star game starter, as yeah. a starter. And I told him, I said, Arv, Jordan Poole is better 
than Andrew Wiggins is. And you laughed at me. You laughed because at me. Because that was at the time. Think about it. But if, I what saw you're gonna him say, coming. You're going to say a bench player, at that time a bench player, was better than a guy that made the all-star starting team. Just think about that. At that time, that seemed a perfectly reasonable way for me to respond. But it, it, he still was better at that time. It's not like he's just gotten crazy he better. He was coming he off was the, the bench at guy. that point, and he only averaged like 15 points per game in the in at that time. But I saw him coming and saw that he was a great guy. So far, last in the last series, he was the best player. In this series, he has the chance to be the best player. He's I think in this series, he is the best player so far. Absolutely, he's not going to be it, the, on well, the thing, team with on Dylan. The, the with Dylan Brooks gone, not guarding Steph Curry, Steph Curry can be the best player in this. Okay, series. but on the uh, well, I mean, Dylan, Bro- Dylan, Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks was gone in the last game. He played two and a half minutes and then fouled him, and yet Steph Curry still played horrendous. I mean, it was almost like Steph Curry guarded himself. Think about it, though. That's you how guy, you Steph have... Curry guarded himself. That's how badly he was playing. But I'm saying that the best player on that team, on the Warriors so far, the best player in the series so far, John Morant. But the best player on on the Warriors so far in that series is is Jordan Poole, and I think that Jordan Poole will lead the team to the two to the three other victories that they will need, and John Morant will try his best. But it just won't be enough because that team just isn't at the level just yet. And that series, by the way, is one to one. Now moving on to the final series in the West, which is the Suns versus the Mavericks. This has been an incredible series. They also had a game yesterday. It was the series is two one Suns. Um, and Chris Paul closed out game two. Devin Booker was a shell of himself yesterday, and Luca took advantage of it. I mean, Luca was working in the paint. We I saw even early in the game, you could see Luca was determined to get to the rim. He wasn't going to let anything stop him. He was going to be the he was going to play in the paint and be the deciding factor, and he was that. And he was having a fun time out there, which is great to see. But I, I, the Suns are too good to let that happen again. Devin Booker just came back from injury a couple games ago. He's got to get back into the groove with Chris Paul. They've got to work in the chemistry again. So I think it's going to be Suns in seven just because of Devin Booker being hurt. But and I, Luca's too good to let them go in six. And he's a top five player in the NBA for this series. I have the Suns winning in five games. I have them winning in five because I think that, in my opinion, I think that the Suns are a great team. They had an off game in Game 3. They only scored 94 points while the Mavericks scored 103. They shot. They didn't shoot 50% on field goals. They did shoot well on three-pointers, 46.4%. And free throw percentage, they were 86%. They out-rebounded. But the problem comes when you see how many turnovers they had. In the first half, um, I believe Chris Paul, Chris had, Paul had six yeah. turnovers. No, seven. He had more. Seven turnovers. And and the, the Mavericks had 12 steals and four blocks. The Suns had one block and five steals. The Suns had 17 turnovers. The Mavericks had eight turnovers. The Mavericks had 50 points in the paint, while the Suns only had 32. And it, it just, you got to play better than that. When you out-rebound, you out-three-point shoot, and you actually shoot better with field goal percentage, the problem is the amount of turnovers that you are just doing. The amount of turnovers that you are having is just giving them so many free points. And usually, Chris Paul has been great in these games in the playoffs. He does not choke. He's one of the guys that rises up. He plays better in the playoffs than he does in the regular season. So I just think that Chris Paul had an off game, the Suns had an off game, but they will come back better than ever, and the the Mavericks will not win another game. 